The goal is to get everyone home safely. But what happens if that is kind of out of your hands and the government, uh, depending on where you are in the world, decides they're going to shut down their borders entirely? That's what happened in Peru. Peru's government uh, declared on Sunday night a 15-day state of emergency amid total closure of the country's border. It's closed off. Peru has 86 confirmed cases of COVID-19. They deployed masked military personnel to block major roads in Lima on Monday. And police are restricting the movement of people in the country. They rolled it out as a state-enforced self-social isolation. And that's to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now, I know a lot of people that have loved ones. I have some friends who are out of the country. I have a... Um, uh, a member of my family who's younger, who's in his 20s, decided to take off and go traveling. He's not home yet. So it is worrying. But this story is very concerning. Imagine if your kids are trapped in Peru. Our next guest, Sarah Hepburn-Smith, joins the show. Her two sons trapped in Peru. Uh, this is just a... Uh, I can't even imagine as a mother how you feel right now finding out that your kids are uh, part of this emergency closure of the country's border in Peru. Sarah, welcome to the show, first of all. We are thinking about you, and I appreciate that you're taking this time because I know all your efforts are basically focused on getting your kids out of Peru. Maybe give us some background on why they're there and uh, and when you found out about the closure. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on today, Kelly. Um, the uh, the kids, so my boys are 15-year-old twin boys, and they are on a school trip through their school, the Country Day School, which is in King, Ontario. And they left at the start of March um, for a trip to Peru that involved service work, um, and it involved a big five-day trek, um, and it actually was involving a trip to Machu Picchu um, until the um, state of emergency was announced Sunday evening, um, and we found out about it um, when our boys urgently FaceTimed us to let us know what was going on and that they were being immediately relocated to Cusco, where they had the best options of getting to Lima. How are the guys? Um, you know what? They're, they're in good spirits. They fortunately were able to get a flight, one of the last flights that was allowed to travel in the country late last night from Cusco to Lima. Um, they are safe, they're healthy, they're in a hotel right now um, in Lima, and they're, you know, in very good hands between their teachers from Country Day that are on the trip with them and World Challenge, which is the um, uh, organization that, the travel organization that they're with. Um, when we spoke to them this morning, they were laughing about um, being able to order whatever they want off the room service menu, the warm beds, and the good showers after a long trek on the trail. So currently they're in good spirits. I think they're a little unsure about what happens next. Um, but I'm comforted knowing that they're safe and they're healthy right now. And how are you? I mean, I mean that's got to be tough. It is. I'm doing much better today um, than I was yesterday. It was very unsettling to get that call close to 11 o'clock at night and then not knowing what was happening. Um, it was tense as we watched the, um, you know, the plane uh, departure timing. The kids were sort of texting us from the airport, giving us updates. But until we saw that the flight had actually departed Cusco, we were, you know, there was a bit of a sigh of relief um, given that 
they needed to be in Lima for any opportunity to get out of the country at this point. Right. Um, And I would imagine you've been talking to the government or trying to get through. What's that like? Absolutely. Um, The school has been unbelievably amazing, as has the World Challenge organization. Um, World Challenge has this um, because they do global youth um, trucking and leadership programs, they have um, an operation center that's really um, that has people on the ground in Peru um, that are, have made um, contact with consular services, um, with um, you know local consultants, um, and I think that's one of the reasons they were able to actually get on this flight last night to get to. Um, Lima, but, um, you know, as you said earlier, as it stands, there's um, no commercial or private charter flights allowed in and out of Peru right now. And we are kind of at a point where it's going to take um, influence both with our Canadian government and the Peruvian government to allow special permission for this group to leave. And they're not the only ones trapped in, in Peru right now. I just happen to have a very personal connection to it with my two boys. Of course. I I know that the numbers are uh, relatively low right now coming out of Peru as far as uh, COVID-19 is concerned. Was was that uh, part of the reasoning on on letting the guys go, you know, because I'm sure there are people right now in the car going, this is just a terrifying story to be on the other side of, but also how could you let your guys go to Peru? You know what? It was uh, when we um, booked them on the trip, travel has always been a big a strong value for our family of exploring the world and seeing the world around them. And quite frankly, at the start of March, COVID-19, yeah, it was definitely on the radar. I don't think we knew just how quickly things would move. Um, and, you know, as we can see from, you know, even in the span of not even quite seven days since the World Health Organization has declared a global um, global pandemic, it's like this past week, honestly, has been longer than a year in terms of the news that has spun at us. So, you know, if I look back to how I was feeling at the start of March, yes, I was aware of COVID-19. Yes, I was nervous about it. But I felt like at this point, it was still very much in Italy and Europe and had not hit South America yet. Um, so while there, yes, there were some current concerns, um, it wasn't top of mind concerns weren't around COVID-19 at that point. Sure. I think there are a lot of people that can relate, Sarah. A lot of people, and we were getting messages that have evolved and the government said, look, it's changing so rapidly, Uh, uh, you know, because people can question what, you know, why was Doug Ford saying last week, go ahead, go on your March break. And then, you know, all of a sudden the government said, you know, Friday, hey, uh, don't travel if you don't have to. Uh, You know, and now it's like we're going to be shutting down the border, um, you know, unless you're American and Canadian coming back home. But get home as soon as possible. So I think that this has changed rapidly. Um, Where do you go from here beyond what you've already done, the balls that you've set, you know, in in, thrown in the air and the wheels that have uh, been set in motion? Yeah, I mean, there's um, the school right now is working and World Challenge. They're working through political channels, both in Peru and in Canada. And um, we have been told that we are shortly getting some information for specific contacts that we can reach out to to um, get our story out there and gain the awareness to, you know, from a political perspective to allow a plane into Lima to just bring the kids home. Um, I'm so worried that our window is narrowing. You know, as you were just saying um, before this particular story started um, about WestJet suspending any services 
um, starting Sunday. Mm -hmm. You know, it's this is we are at a critical juncture um, before to get the kids home um, before they are stuck in Peru for a indefinite amount of time. The good news is with WestJet, they're going to work with the government. They're going to, you know, after the 22nd, they will look at repatriating Canadians. And so they'll work with the government of Canada. And they're saying that, you know, if you have someone that is stuck in in a place they can't get home right now, Canadian government's website is where you should go to register for possible repatriation. Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your story, and uh, our thoughts are with you. I wish you the best of luck getting your kids back home. And in the meantime, thank God for FaceTime. Oh, my God. It's saving my life right now. Thank you for having me, Kelly. I really appreciate you hearing my story.